Hello and welcome to Franchise Sports Talk Basketball. I'm Joe and joined by Sam as always. Hello. Hello. Hi. Um, so, yeah, I want to talk about the Portland Trailblazers, I think, to begin with. Um, yes, chaos. Absolute chaos. On a massive slide. And I mean, it really, yeah, it's it's the end, isn't it? It's the end of that run. It feels like it. Although it's a bit of an odd one because the West is, you know, kind of bad this year. And 11 and 15 looks horrendous, but they're still only 11th. Yeah. They're one loss away from the play-in. Um, that's clearly not what they've had in mind recently. They have a knack for going on good, like, second halves of years, or they did under Terry Stotts. But that's now quite a while ago. And, um, yeah, I, I don't really know kind of where it goes because the Billups stuff he's made some odd decisions with them defensively they're horrendous defensively again uh, one of the worst teams in net rating like worse than some of the teams that we think are tanking they're that bad and now they've had Lillard injured and McCollum is now out indefinitely there's talk Lillard could come back but yeah they're, they're a better team when yeah. he's on the floor obviously they're I like the... a half decent team when he's on the floor but it's not that's not good I guess the question is when he's going to come back, really. When you say this, he could come back, what, what is the news on that? Is that Well, it sounded soon? like it was a while. There was one that I saw something the other day that said, like, this Sunday. But it's, it's hard to tell because on the 1st of December, it was he'll be evaluated in 10 days. And that never sounds good, does it? When they're telling you they'll only be evaluated yeah. on a date. Um, so he's kind of unclear. But I, yeah, so I don't think it's an, a lost year for them. That's the thing I'd say. It depends, as in they're not going to win a title. And if that's what Lillard has wanted, and that seems to be what he's wanted over the last few years, is to have a team that's got a chance of going all the way. They're nowhere near that. That's the thing. They're not even close to that. But they could get the play in, and then maybe they win a couple of playing games, and then they get absolutely obliterated by the Warriors or the Suns in the first round. That's like the ceiling yeah, for them. That's, yeah, exactly. Um but no, don't you think this sort of maybe pushes them closer to trading Lillard as well? I think it... I'm not really sure what I think they should do. I think it potentially does, because there's also been these reports about him wanting like another one of these mega, mega max extensions where he gets like two years added on for 100 million in way into his 30s kind of thing. Um you think if you're poor, like maybe you just pay that and then try and fit stuff around it. But we've seen if you've got a contract like that on the roster, it's really hard to actually put players next to him. Yeah. You just don't have enough money to get a good enough team. Um, and he's not been himself this year, partly because he's been playing with this abdominal thing. It sounds like if he comes back and he's like MVP level Lillard again, then maybe you give him that money and you try and do so. You go for the the long talked about McCollum for Simmons thing, but then you're also waiting on now McCollum's hurt is you're kind of thinking like, well, the idea of trading him, there was been some rumors about what Lillard may or may not have wanted them to do with that. But his value is now up in the air. No one knows when he's back. Yeah. What McCollum? Yeah. So, I mean, that's not even that much of an option to try and win now trade him for Simmons or whoever it is. So I don't really know what they do, to be honest. I think they have to start looking at the future, don't they? Didn't you say they uh, they fired their general manager? 
Yeah, well, that's because there's some very deep-rooted problems within the organization and yeah. potentially with stuff with him. Um, it does feel like a an organization that's poised to just kind of flip. Um, yeah, it's almost feel like they've left it a bit late now. What, in this year or in season uh, no, by season? No, not this year, in like... Should have done it last year, maybe. Um, I mean, because, well, like the last few years, they've not, they've not really been or looked like they're going to be like competing to get to the finals or anything. Um, yeah, and they sort of like their, their players have just got a bit older. Now they've got these injuries. It's like their values just falling, aren't they? I've and, got a bit of a, a bit of a conspiracy theory that both parties are kind of waiting for the other to pull the Lillard trade. So Lillard is adored in Portland, and I think he they're not going to hate him if he asks to leave, given where the team's at. But he doesn't want to do that, and he's also got this thing of loyalty where other stars haven't been, and he's spoken about that. But also, if he wants to win, he knows it's not going to be there now. Um, but then the organisation, if they trade Lillard without him very heavily asking for it, or strongly asking for it, they look like the bad guys. Yeah. So it's almost, it's like a moral stand from both sides almost, even though it's not really in either of them's interest to carry on. That's what anymore. I, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like I said, it's kind of, it's slightly conspiracy leaning there. But the look of this stuff matters a lot, doesn't it? When you're talking about yeah. trading someone like, he's what they're, I mean, I guess he's basically in their top, two or three franchise players ever and yeah just trading him when he doesn't want to be traded if he then says i didn't want to leave that's going to be very very problematic and problematic for a franchise that's about to suck for a few years and it's like they're fans that you lose and don't come back if you really piss them off so they need lillard to try and force his way out yeah because the talk that also means lillard sort of tarnishes his reputation yeah Exactly. God in Portland, yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it's it's basically impossible, isn't it, for someone's reputation not to look bad? Yeah, it is. Um, and I unless in, unless the front office trade him, and then he's and then he's just done. Well, he won't be just done, but you know, I don't know. He's just not great. Yeah, get, it, what, they if get they get rid of him and, and they get decent stuff back, but if then they basically goes rip someone team. off. Yeah, um, and it, they have to rip him off so much that it doesn't look like a rip off at the time. But then a couple of years later, it's like actually, he's just been you know he's been injured or not been as good as he was or whatever. Yeah, well, it, it would they'd get the sort of haul that would be. He has to be all NBA good. If he's even all star level, that's you might have given up too much, sort of thing, potentially. Um, I so another team I think we're going to come on to in a little bit, but and it actually can't happen because of a, a strangely timed Malcolm Brogdon extension from the Pacers. If they wanted to try and get better this year and next in Portland, I think they need to do something quite drastic. And obviously that includes like breaking up this backcourt because just they can't guard yeah. anyone at all. I 
the salary would work, although Brogdon can't be traded again. Um, if they did Miles Turner and Malcolm Brogdon for Nurkic and CJ McCollum. And you still have okay. some size issues because Norman Powell is six foot three and playing small forward at the moment. But Brogdon is big and a much better defender than CJ McCollum. Um, he can play off ball next to Lillard and Turner spaces the floor and he brings better defense than Nurkic, who some of those injuries seem to have like slowed him down a lot. That would be that would have been one of my ideas for if they could trade Brogdon. I I would just really like Malcolm Brogdon. I think he's like a really good complementary piece to loads of teams. Um, that's part of it, and I think Turner's going to be in des, in demand. They Portland have to add stuff in to get that deal done, and Indiana might just not be interested because it sounds like they might be kind of trying to sell off. Um, but that's the sort of thing that would make sense for them right now, because I don't really. Otherwise, moving this roster around, I don't really know how they make it make enough of an no. improvement that it means anything. I, I think this is the thing, though, for a while they have, haven't they, where they've been like, like Lillard, McCullum, Nurkic has been their core. They're all just aging. And obviously, like, huge amounts of money committed, particularly to Lillard. So it's like there's not much room to sign anyone. They don't have, like, like really good young players going through or anything. So they've just sort of been in this position, just holding as like, yeah, our team's not getting better. If anything, people are aging and getting injured or whatever. So it's like they, they're just sort of slowly declining from like, when they got to, they got to conference finals today a couple of years ago or something. Well, yeah, ago. they did. And then got destroyed by the Warriors without Durant. Yeah. And, and that, that was like their peak, wasn't it really? And it's like, just sort of slowly declining since then and like last year it was like yeah maybe where did they finish in the end last year actually i'm just not very good at this i can't remember exactly but it, no, it was it was another year where they weren't gonna win the yeah. title i mean at the start of the year yeah, it was basically like yeah they'll get in the bottom end of the playoffs probably um but they've been they've been so all of that stuff is kind of noble though like getting to the conference finals is Good. There's lots of franchises. The Clippers have still never got to the conference finals. There's lots of teams that. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's lots of teams that are like that. That's a big thing. Um, and it's sorry. Obviously, the Clippers did last year. It was stupid. But loads of franchises just getting that far. That does mean something. And so they've been kind of the the poster franchise for small market teams should just try and win, even if you're not a top five yeah. title team. But then the Blazers have like also kind of leaned towards. They nearly made loads of changes when they lost the Pelicans a few years ago, and then they had some good stuff happen. And one of those was getting to face the Warriors. And then you could argue Steph Curry twists his ankle. Maybe they beat the Warriors, and then they're somehow in the finals. Yeah. And then who knows? They beat the Raptors, and it's oh my god. It's also I think it's sort of you thought they never really took a risk, did they? It's like they were in this position now. This like core of good players, and the summer players around them changed a bit, but you know never brought any other stars in really. And it's just um, other front offices when it when it like a couple of times didn't work out that well. It's like I don't know. You feel like they could would have moved McCallum or something. Well, I think that's that's you know, why that conference finals or something, and they they just never did it. And now I don't know. For me now, it feels like it's too late to to do that in a. A sort of 
winning now move. As you say, like I, Nurkic has slowed down. He used to be a really good defender, didn't he? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, what? Yeah, that that like that trade you suggested is like they'd have to sure they'd have to add stuff in. Yeah, it pays it to take Nurkic and McCullum because. I mean, it, uh, didn't you say the Pacers were talk like talking about like trading stuff away? Yeah. Well, anyway, like building for the future, that that doesn't help with, help them with that, does it at all? No, and so then, yeah, I mean, you can go, you can go in deep into the trade machine and add another teams and send players to X, Y, and Z. Like that's that maybe that's a framework of something at some point. I don't know, but that's why I think this conference finals run was kind of an issue because it was a bit of a red herring. Was yes, they were like a Curry injury, and then maybe they beat the Raptors. They almost certainly don't beat the Raptors with Kawhi, but sure, um, maybe that they were that close to a title. But that also then meant, oh, well, look how close we were. We don't need to do anything. Because I think there was reporting that they were nearly doing a trade McCollum or something like a year or two before that when they had some disappointments. And the other thing, again, was this Lillard and CJ McCollum have a really close relationship. And there was stuff that came out about Lillard doesn't want him traded. They want to do this together kind of thing. Yeah, but as you said earlier, it's sort of um, not not the best fit on the court. No. Well, what they've often, what they've been a bit, I mean, those forward spots, the one, the one, th- the trade they did make as their kind of risk, if you like, was the Covington one. They gave up, was it a couple of firsts in that? Um, but I agree with you, like other franchises would have gone, we need a wing. We need a yeah. wing who can score off the dribble yeah. and guard guys. And I they would have yeah. traded McCollum for him. Yeah, because even though they're best mates, he's like, they're probably one of the worst like guard pairings in terms of like complementing each other aren't they like they both want the ball in their hands really and cj mccollum is basically a point guard yeah that that just but i i guess i guess he's labeled a shooting guard because he doesn't pass as much um well because he plays next to damian lillard is mainly that yeah. he's a, like he would play on loads of other teams if you played on one of these teams next to like a, if he was on the clippers now they would. I'm pretty sure he would be considered the one, and maybe his numbers wouldn't be that different because Paul George would do loads of the ball handling. Um, but there are lots of point guards around the league who are considered. I'm just going to check his. Uh, he's six foot three and 190 yeah. pounds. CJ McCollum. That's the other thing. Is anyone who has like that? That's just tiny. That's just. Yeah. That's just too small to have. Particularly when they've got Norman Powell, whose arms are like the length of Oregon, but. He's he's also only six foot three. Like this, there's just a small roster, um, and we're going to come on to um, the Cavs a bit later, hopefully. But they've actually got a similar construction to this roster at the moment, um, yeah. where like Powell is a wing, but like he's also only six foot three. Kind of the no wing roster, and the Cavaliers have made it look really. It's actually made it work, um, but I just think there's like a, you can't not have any wings like Covington, Larry Nance. Nurkic are all fours or fives and Powell is playing as this three and it's like oh yeah I mean okay Nasir Little is a three four sort of thing like yeah, that's really yeah it's no yeah nothing in the middle which is really over the last like I don't know a few years that's sort of been a lot of times been the, like, the most important players hasn't it or a lot of the big stars at least that winning titles it's basically you have usually have a really good wing like an elite wing 
Well, you at least need one of you need someone who can like play it. Like the Warriors yeah. right now, they've got Andrew Wiggins, and they did have Harrison Barnes, who's also played quite well for the Kings early this year. Like, even if he's your fourth or fifth guy in terms of reputation or overall skill or whatever you want to call it, you still need someone who's like six foot six, six foot seven, can shoot the ball reliably in the playoffs. And can defend people who are big, just because, like, yeah. yeah I mean, Robert Covington is not, for all his defensive like excellence at times, he's not a LeBron stopper, and he's also offensively like very limited. Um, yeah, I don't. They're, they're the most valuable players in the league because you know, su- supreme athletes who are six foot six, pretty useful in basketball, turns out, and particularly if they can shoot and defend, but. They've just never really got that guy. And actually, yeah, they should have given up McCollum to try and get someone like that at some point. That would have been the big move, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, just my take really is I feel like they played it a bit safe. Over the years, I mean, they sort of ended up being like, we've got our core that are good, but not really like, you know, hard to see winning a title with that core, but we're just going to stick with it. I can, uh, yeah, yeah. I think safe is probably, probably fair. Um, but also, they were a very like competitive team for a long time, and there is definitely value in that. It's just it feels end of the road feels very strong because they could still make the playoffs this year. Um, they're not that they're like just out of the play-in right now, and if Lillard does come back soon. It wouldn't be a surprise yeah. if they start playing better. And if he just, if he feels healthier and he starts playing like the Lillard we've seen the last three or four years, he could just pull them through this Western Conference at the moment. But we'll see how it goes. I really don't know what they're going to do between now and the deadline. Yeah, I think really their best hope is maybe they do have that. Lillard comes back, pulls them like he always does, pulls them into like the bottom half of the playoffs probably go out early and then it's like okay now Lillard has huge huge trade value again and then and he it. wants to go yeah and maybe that's when the organization and Lillard can come to an agreement that we're going to say we both decided this and then everyone's safe as well yeah that, that would be yeah, the, that's really what they should do that would be their best scenario I think for everyone involved yeah um okay I think should we move on to another team now we've um should we do a quick Pacers bit? Because, I mean, it's pretty significant yeah. mid-season stuff. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, we mentioned them briefly in this, didn't we? That trade you suggested. Um, what's, what's, what's the news, Sam? Well, they're 11 and 16, and they're reportedly going to listen to trade offers or are ready to kind of rebuild. Listening to trade offers for Levert, Sabonis, Turner, I guess, basically anyone else. Um Brogdon can't be traded because of his extension. I think that's right. Um, and it, it's a strange one for me. I, I tweeted about this the other day. I I was higher on them than most coming into the year. And actually, they've lost loads of close games. They're 10th in net rating. And 11 and 16 is by no means out of like the playing race. I just thought with this roster, it's really surprising this early they're going, yeah, we'll listen to offers. You're not, yeah. you're still in it. And actually, your team's been better than your record suggests. Um, I don't know and what's not, happening with TJ. Not Warren. that old, either, are they? No, no. Um, so it's an 
it's a really intriguing situation there. And is this like they're going to try and quickly retool around Malcolm Brogdon? Because that doesn't seem like like the one. Um, or is this actually only one of those guys is really available? And this is what how they try and just see what they can get from them. Yeah, like, that sure. might be it. Listen, say you listen to all of them, and then you can get the met, the most like you know, get an idea of the market value of all of them and pick which one they feel like the best offer. Yeah, I, I think that's kind of got to be where this is heading. Um, it's an interesting thing because, like, Miles Turner, while not the best of those three players, has kind of become almost cliche to say he's got the most value. And I think just because guy who plays elite defense and can shoot threes, just you can put yeah. him on almost any team apart from, like, what, the Nuggets and the Sixers, and he's got a role to play. Like the, yeah. he, he's actually a fit next to like Carl Towns because of some of his weaknesses. Having Turner there would be amazing. Um, you can put him. I'd probably miss someone there, but genuinely he fits everywhere. Sabonis is a bit more tricky because it's like, can we make him into this sort of Jokic kind of playing loads yeah. of the offense through him sort of guy? Or yeah, I mean, the, the last couple of years he's been really good offensively, hasn't he? And it yeah. was like watching him. He's like he is like a budget, a potential like a budget Jokic. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of works for them. Is like Miles Turner. If he, if he, like you say, like a lot of teams, he'd help them massively. They can trade him, and then like Sabonis, yeah, Sabonis playing the center all the time, and it's I don't know potentially they get they get some young wing or something, maybe. Do you want to hear my suggestion for that for this one? Uh, yeah, go on then. Turner to Charlotte, who just are so desperate for a centre. I mean, even before Plumlee was out, they really need a centre. Turner to Charlotte for Ubre and salary. Whether they get like a young player or a pick, or I don't know yeah. if they'll get both. They'd want more, they would, wouldn't they, than Ubre? But yeah, like Ubre stuff, salary and asset. Yeah, yeah. Ubre's one of those players, isn't it? It's sort of exciting. Sort of like, seems like he's got potential to be good. But it's, it's just very inconsistent, isn't it? So it's like does a, those... a lot of stupid things. Yeah. But yeah, I don't mind that. That Yeah, that could work. I mean, Turner is need a, more with that. a floor spacer with Lamello and Miles Bridges is a really, really good spot. But and there's yeah, the same... But... They're the Warriors really thing, that, like, aren't they? As well, aren't they? They're really ready to. Yeah. To go yeah, absolutely. Um, so that's my favourite Miles Turner one. Although you can also, Warriors fans on on Twitter that I've seen are like, "Oh my God, we're not giving up two young players for Miles Turner." It's like, um, I think you might actually, but because of the salaries of them, because they were high picks, they can actually put together a deal where you just add Turner into their starting lineup. What, so without taking anyone out of the starting lineup? Yeah, so you don't have to use Wiggins' salary. And I think, I'm pretty sure you can anyway, where you do like Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga, which is a lot to give up, to be fair. Yeah. But I don't think the Warriors are that interested in doing that sort of thing. But if yeah. they really wanted to go, we're going to win another title. Curry, Thompson, Wiggins, Draymond, Miles Turner. Yeah. The five. That's also a really nice upside for um, for the Pacers as well. Yeah. But probably like probably too much for the Warriors to do it, particularly of how well they're doing. Yeah, don't, they don't like, need to rock the boat, do they? Doing this well, I, and I mean, because 
Wiseman alone, even though he's been bad when he's played, really. That's how oh, we've said it before. It's like he basically isn't playing college. So he's incredibly raw. But there's just obviously like ridiculous potential there. Might be <laughs> yeah. two years, but it's like he could, yeah. You know, he, he, he there's just he's just got a mix of attributes that you just don't see. The range of outcomes with him is just ridiculously big, though, as a result. Yeah. Like, there's he's never better than the guy that played last year, and he's one of like the yeah. biggest draft busts. Or there's this he's an actual like freak in a couple of years with yeah, those you, physical gifts. You, you, I also feel like, though, with players like that, if there's any team that's going to make them at least into like a competent NBA player, it's going to be the Warriors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Andrew Wiggins is, is pretty good now, isn't he? Now he's played for the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, he's been brilliant again this year. And yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's one of those, if they do end up trading him, that could be a thing that's like, how his career could have gone. You know, maybe they trade him somewhere that is not the best place for him and it doesn't really develop at all. Compared to maybe, like if he stays the Warriors, you could see it. Maybe it might take like two or three years, but two or three years' time he could be, you know, like right, like a key player for them. I'm slightly sceptical about that with how good they are this year. That's the only thing, is if they're this competitive, there's just not going to be that much room to give him any like time to grow. Whereas okay. last year they kind of played that game. I, when he is back from injury, it sounds like it's going to be next year now. I think he's going to be getting like minimal minutes off the bench to start with. He's kind of got to earn his time because they're not going to mess around here, are they? They're not going to mess around with these like minus 15 box score nights on games they lose by one point with Wiseman. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with you. When I put it together, I was like, that would be, there would be kind of outrage from San Francisco if the Warriors gave up all three of their draft picks for Miles Turner. Um but it's just interesting that the salaries actually fitted for that. Yeah. And on the other hand, like you say, if there could be a sort of a counterpoint to myself here is maybe Wiseman is the one that makes the most sense for him to trade. Um, because just because of the the really low floor at the moment on any given night is like you know the other two it feels like they they've um haven't they? Have they had some minutes and stuff this year? Maybe not a lot, but Moody's been used very sparingly. But Kaminga's had some flashes. He's had a couple of good nights actually, particularly defensively. Yeah, you feel like they are—they're more the players that are like going to fit into a system, and they'll gradually ease them in. Um, Whereas Wiseman doesn't actually make that much sense with how the Warriors currently operate. That's the no. thing, isn't it? It's almost—it's weird because he—he's not. Because he's really like had some nights he's so bad at the moment, but he is the sort of talent and player. It's like sort of feel like you need to sort of work around him. Yeah, way. but he's just you can't do that at the moment. For I mean, not even not even if you're a team that's like tanking pretty much. He's like he's not he's not performed to that level to justify doing that yet. Not even close to it, no. And you definitely don't do it when you're twenty-one and four. Yeah. Which is ridiculous, by the way. I, I look at the standings quite frequently, but the fact that there's t- two teams who've only lost a combined eight games at the top of the Western Conference is hilarious. 
Yeah, that is it is really ridiculous, isn't it? How well the Suns are doing as well. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else to add on the Pacers? I don't think so. I mean, I guess we we sort of ended up away from the Pacers a bit, haven't we? We sort of ended up talking about the Warriors. Um, what yeah, about no, Levert? What do you think happens with him? Um, I don't what. What is going on with him at the moment? Is he playing well this year? Not shooting it very well. Um, he doesn't usually, he missed, though, does he? He got a slow start to the year. I think he's a really tricky player to fit anywhere, actually, with that salary. Yeah, I mean, he's he's never been a great three-point shooter, has he? He's, he's very much a on-the-ball, dribble-into-the-paint sort of guy. Yeah, and I think... So I liked him at the start last year when the Nets used him in like a sixth man role, and that might be yeah. his best spot long term because he was there was like some better signs of his playmaking and stuff as well. Uh, but he's on. I'm just going to double check his salary, but it's it's, it's seventeen point five and then eighteen point eight next year. That's like third fourth starter money yeah. on a good team. Um. And I'm not sure how that works because his game is kind of like a star. You need to build stuff around. If that yeah, makes sense. Is it those? So you build I a second unit that really him. like. Well, I don't suffer. He's been given the money, um, but also are not great if you're trying to win because they end up getting paid the money because they are they are good players. But it's like their style of play is like they have to. They're like a star. You have to, like, you know, build them into the offense like they're a star player. But they're just not good enough for you to be a good. The teams are that good if you do that. Yeah, so he's a really weird one. Like I, that, like you say, the 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 dollar to production amount doesn't actually look bad. But then you kind of think about like where would he go on a even pick out any of these contenders really. I don't know how that works. I don't really see a trade for him. Not where they get much back anyway. Um, yeah, I just thought we should mention him as well because he's been in the reports about getting moved at some point. Yeah. Hard to see how that works, though. Um, but yeah, okay. Should we, should, we, should we jump in somewhere else? Jump Cleveland. In to another, to okay, Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, okay, we're doing Cleveland. Here we go. What team? I'm jumping into Cleveland. I'm clicking on their, base, their basketball reference page. What a team is what I'm going with here. I um I owe them an apology for mocking them at the start of the year, for everyone. We were saying about the pa- the Blazers not having any wings. The Cavaliers have made a conscious decision to not have any wings, and while like, we're going to start three big guys, then they lost Colin Sexton, and now they're playing Isaac Okoro with these three big guys and Garland and Okoro really is not very much an offense but they've managed to like build him in enough is, and he's cutting at the right times wait, is a coro is he is he meant to be like a defensive guy yes he is like he's a, a really good defender he's a wing isn't he he is but he's also like a six a sort of like he's it says he's six foot five here but he doesn't look six five on my tv so i don't really get that um but like really can't shoot the ball 37 percent from the field this year but like they're building him in enough so he's 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 moving off the ball. It's not, you know, some teams they get yeah. a guy like that who can't shoot and they just go, oh, we'll go stand in the corner anyway. And oh, well, no, if, if you can't shoot, you've got to do other stuff. Um, and Rubio's playing really well. Uh, Kevin Love is now a basketball player again, which is awesome. He's given them like decent stuff off the bench. Sexton's out for the year, which is a shame. 
Um, but Garland is Garland got all that praise from Steph Curry in the off season, and uh, I can kind of I can really see yeah. why he's been absolutely amazing. I mean, it's Sexton um, Sexton a free agent after this year, is he? Yes, restricted not, though. Yeah, they didn't give him the extension, did they? So, I mean, if he's restricted, they're not going to let him walk, probably. I assume. Um, and but yeah, I mean, in some ways, I mean, it's not good. He's injured. He was he had a good year last year, didn't he? Yeah, but as I was saying about the double guard thing, is that if Colin Sexton was fit, it's like maybe that is potentially more of an issue. Well, also he's a guy that people sort of said, oh, he looks kind of six manny, doesn't he? You could make him into yeah. six man today. If he'd played this year and averaged as much as he did last year or close to it, in restricted free agent, they had no chance of being able to like pay him six man money. I don't know now. Like, we'll see. We'll see. I, I teams have given out some big deals off of injuries recently but to guys that've only had two or three years and when he was the most like leading the offense that was on a bad team it will be interesting to see what money he gets in the off season because there's a chance unfortunately for him he gets hit really hard financially by this injury which could make it more comfortable for Cleveland to yeah match it and see where it goes yeah so just to be clear, have they actually been starting Evan Mobley, Jarrett Allen and Laurie Markkinen? Yes, albeit Mobley was hurt for a bit and Markkinen was out with COVID for a little bit. And then they played like normal basketball alignments for a while. But it works. Yeah. I, yeah, it's weird, though, isn't it? How we were just uh, criticising the, the Trailblazers for that. Um well, so I guess it's the coaching difference yeah. partly, um, and I think the fact that um, Markkinen, although his shooting isn't always as good as it is maybe perceived to be, he gets treated like a shooter. Yeah. If you look at how defenses behave when he's on the perimeter, and he's not just spotting up in the corner either, like he's a lot of the threes he's getting are when he's coming off a screen or there's a handoff and the ball then moves around to him. Um, it's just like a nicely designed offense, I think. Yeah, well, uh, Jarrett Allen's always a, is always like a nice gut player as well, isn't he? To have he's he's so much fun. Very much an old fashioned sort of center in a way, but he's he's a really good defender, isn't he? Am I right in saying that? He's he's been really good this year. Um, I mean, I I've obviously watched him more sparingly in previous seasons, uh, but I've watched a lot, quite a lot of the Cavs this year because they've been so interesting, <laughs> and I, I've been really impressed. And he's shooting 70% from the field, which is kind of funny. Yeah. I mean, when you look at their um, stats, it is like, it's Laurie Markkinen is basically playing like their wing, isn't he? Yeah. With the, he with the amount of three-point attempts and stuff. Like, so, like, Jan does not shoot free at all. Evan Mobley, a tiny bit. Very rarely, then though. Laurie Markkinen, is the joint uh, most often. Like Darius Garland Garland and Laurie Markin are both six point nine per game. Yeah. So it's yeah, he's just just throwing them up. He's, but what's he is interesting basically playing is that yeah, their offensive wing. Sorry, yeah, go on. No, no, sorry, I, I was interrupting you really. Um is their twentieth in offense. Um and actually Mark and I think will shoot better than he has overall this year. But um is it's the offense is is defense where I was concerned about that. Is Markin at the three seems like a real problem. 
Um, and they're amazing defensively. And a lot of that is just Mobley and Allen. Is like if you just have two guys that big and that athletic and that long, um, you can just cover up for all sorts of stuff. Mobley's just amazing. It's not a hot take or particularly original, but he's just so smooth on both ends of the floor and so yeah. calm. That's the really Im- impressive thing, I think. Really, really calm. Um, even when he's getting like doubled in the post and there's no obvious place to like move or give the ball up just seems to have incredible composure and uh the reason the offense is like i mean it's not doing that well at 20th but it works is because they've got this the vertical spacing of having two guys like that that roll to the basket even oh, then yeah. when you've got non-shooters in allen and Okoro on the floor but you've got the defense constantly being dragged by this lob threat and you've got two of them as well. Oh, yeah, so it's a, a different kind of spacing. Yeah. That people usually think about having just shooters around the perimeter. But yeah, it's like manage to yeah space the floor without sh- without being able to shoot at all, which is quite yeah. And Garland playing so well. I mean, he's at over thirty nine percent from three. Um, I think he's been guarded like he's a shooter anyway, but he's now pulling up from distance and that obviously drags the offense the defense as well doesn't it further yeah exactly so where so they are i mean do you reckon they're going to keep us up it feels like they've got a shot at being a top six team because the east as well i was saying the east is like pretty strong now isn't it it's almost Six is six almost like the um, really, I and mean, with how the well the ball's done, it seems like six is like the best a team can hope for, really. Yeah, you very much got a well, maybe. I mean, you've got the net, net's balls, but I think it's heat. I yeah, know. I think you could get and, fifth, and I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I guess the 76 is the thing, isn't it? It's like they are not really got going yet, but it's also they've had Embiid missing. Yeah, I'd say the Sixers are in like their own mini tier now, if you like, because the Wizards have dropped off. We spoke about them on our last pod quite a bit, and they've dropped off pretty drastically. And their defense, which we thought, that's surprising how good they've been, has really stunk out the place for a while. The last 10 games, they're like third worst defensively. Um, So, yeah, I think you've got those top four. Then you've got the Sixers kind of question mark, could make that a five, could be in the play in anything could happen and Bede could get hurt and they might just like plummet who knows or they could randomly trade for Damian Lillard like any of those things are almost equal in possibility at this point and then that next group is like Washington Cleveland Atlanta Charlotte Boston New York and I would actually include Toronto and Indiana like in that as well yeah and it's like yeah who knows different ceilings different floors with those all those teams but you could throw them at me in almost any order, and I'd probably believe it at this point. Yeah, it's quite an exciting position to be in, really. That in because um, all those teams as well have most of them anyway. They've got they're like on the way up, aren't they? Or quite a lot of them. I yeah. Mean, Celtics, not really. Like the Celtics are meant to be. They were sort of hoping a couple couple of years ago where they were. They're sort of hoping at this point they'd be better than that. They'd be at the top. But yeah, like the. Um, the Cavs, obviously, the Hawks, Trey Young, the Hornets. Yeah. 
and the next just coming off their like first year that wasn't terrible in a long time in our lifetimes <laughs> yeah yeah um, and Toronto with Scotty Barnes yeah I mean yeah the east is definitely where it's where it's interesting this year I think yeah I mean obviously absolutely. the Golden State are interesting in their own way but now they are good again it's like okay they're going to be uh, between them and the Suns coming out of the west it feels like well, Clay Thompson is interesting, is because it's like, oh, are the Warriors the one seed, or are they just like overwhelming title favourites? Um, I wanted to ask you just before we wrap up. So yeah. you could define this however you want. Who would you have as your inner sort of group of title favourites right now? Okay. Um, inner group. I mean. It's, well, it's Phoenix, Golden State, and the Bucks. I don't know. No Brooklyn? I, mean, well, I don't know. It's difficult. I always sort of, I like to, you know, hate on Brooklyn a bit. So, I don't know. Let me have a quick look. Let me have a quick scroll through their, their page. I mean, their defensive rank's eight, so sure, then get in. Brooklyn as well, then. Okay. Um, and I mean, particularly if Kyrie Irving has his plant-based vaccine or whatever I saw the other day. Yeah, who knows? I mean, if he comes back, obviously they're in the middle the middle of it. They are yeah. 21st in adjusted defensive shot quality, just to add that in there. Okay, so, um, so, so some uh, defensive stats are really bad. There's Yes, there's some luck in there at defensive numbers. Um, that has been... That is included in some of their other things. Where, like, no, people are shooting just over 30% from three against them. I would go Warriors, Phoenix, Milwaukee as well. Just on that, they just lost to, was it? They lost to Houston because Durant didn't play. James Harden went four for 16 from the field. Jesus he got 16 free throws. Yeah, is... But he's like 50% of the time he looks like James Harden. 50% of the time it looks like, oh my God, this guy might be cooked. Um, so he's, his free throw numbers have started going up a bit. I think some of that is the officiating is getting more, is getting kinder to him again. I think they've relaxed it a little bit. But yeah. he's having some stinkers. 4 for 15 against Phoenix recently as well from the field for 12 points. Interesting. I'm looking through their... Um, I don't know if compared to other teams have stats right up, but quickly just looking through their like, results. It does look a bit like they've sort of beaten up on some of the bad teams or teams that, that weren't as good. Um, and they've the games that teams they've lost to, Milwaukee, the Hornets, okay, not like great. The Heat... Uh, the Bulls, the Warriors, the Suns, the Bulls again, and the Rockets. Yep. So until they lost the Rockets, it's basically they're losing against all the good teams, which in some ways is like, okay, at least they're not, you know, they're only losing against the other teams that are really good. But it also seems like they've not beaten many of those teams. They're going to need to beat at least two of those, maybe three of those like caliber of teams if they're going to win the title. Yeah. It's basically so, yeah, like they're, they're winning, not beating them at like all. They're one against Detroit, Toronto, Atlanta, Detroit again, Indiana. Uh, the 76 is out in the air who have been struggling. You know, the Timberwolves, the, the Mavericks, they narrowly beat them the other day and they've not been very good. So it's sort of like, yeah, they've, when they've come up against title contenders, they've lost pretty much. 
Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's an, um, something to look out for. See what uh, happens with that. But yeah, anyway, we need to wrap up now. Um, yeah. So yeah, just everybody look at the website and um, subscribe and comment and like. All of those things, yeah. And find our podcast somewhere somewhere else as well and like it and comment on there too, please. <laughs> yeah. And five star reviews as well. Um wherever you can. Be helpful. Um other than that, anything you want to say, Sam, before we go? No, no, I think I think you've covered it all. Okay. Uh so yeah, goodbye. Bye. Bye.